podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copway Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again. Yeah, looking ahead to West Ham tomorrow, but also having a little look back on the mad game that was uh, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> uh, but we'll go into Forest first. But Christian, how are you, lad, before we get into Forest? I'm good. Uh, only a week now until I land in England and I have to land in uh, Mordor, as I call it, like Manchester. <laughs> So I, I need to just land there and get out as quick as I can. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Only a week left uh, and coming over to hang out with you and watch some football games and just have a good time. And, yeah, feeling good, obviously, because of Liverpool uh, won against Forest, even if that was a hard one and a tough one. Uh, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game uh, tomorrow as well. Even if it's a West Ham away, will be tough and difficult too. I- I just assume because it's just I got, just got the feeling of it. But apart from all this, you know, excitement, I'm I'm good. Everything is fine. How are you? Yeah, not bad. I was just laughing. I was just laughing at you saying like Mordor this morning. I was like, you have to you have to fight um, a couple of hundred euro guys to uh, get your way to back down to yeah. Liverpool and uh, for the for the game. But um, yeah, it's going to be. I think tomorrow is going to be difficult. I think we've said before, like away form and whatever is. It's not our forte this season, but home form, luckily, is and it and it it wasn't it wasn't an, um it wasn't a scintillating Liverpool performance against Forest, but it was it was a, it was effective, and I think Klopp said something similar. Like it was it was about the results, just get just get the win by any means necessary. But um, in terms of the lineup and, and for the Forest game, it was the, the first time we've we've named three um, unchanged starting eleven since January twenty twenty. Uh, I thought it'd be longer ago than that for some reason, but um, yeah. But as like we said, another another show of faith in um, Curtis Jones and, and Jota once again. And in terms of like the, the start of the game and stuff, like it, it was nil nil at half time. Uh, we had we had a few chances and stuff during that, but it was one of them where you get to half time, you're like, oh, this is a bit, this is a bit of a mad game, a bit slow, a bit lethargic, but a bit like. I suppose like the start of the like the Leeds game, and I think we tend to start games like that. We're trying to grasp, trying to grasp the um, the control in the game, but sometimes we're our own worst enemy when we just keep passing the ball around and we're not really doing much with it. Um, and that's kind of the story of of the, of the first half, really. But this, it, whatever got said at half time worked because we got the first goal within two minutes, and Jota once again gets it. Um, Got his third in his in, in in two games, which is after after going a year with no goal, it was nice and uh, it was a, it was a lovely little lovely little finish with back off a off a set, off a set piece and Fabinho gets the head and then he just nips in in front of the defender and 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 knocks it in and it's another thing that we were saying like last game like we were hoping the goals he's scoring are going to be a boost for him and get an assist and stuff and it looks like it's the case, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, we we said it before as well that he's he's one of them players who pops into the right positions, you know, to make sure that the ball goes into the net. He's one of them who can sniff a goal chance. So, uh, you know, it's, I'm I'm really happy to see him being back, uh, not only fit but also in really great form since been now been starting uh, three games in a row and getting up like we discussed as well or the the match fitness. Um, and uh, I thought you know for Curtis Jones it was nice for him for start as well. I, I didn't think that he. Uh, had his best game, 
but uh, at the same t- at the same <laughs> time there was the whole team in the first half was a little bit slow like we we controlled it no problem and uh forest sat deep obviously defending with loads of people uh which you expect when they play at Anfield you know it's an away game uh, and i thought that we needed to speed it up a bit, you know, in first half also. I thought, like, this is too slow. They, we control it, but nothing really happens. They can just, you know, switch over all the time very easily to defend. We need to be more quick. We need to be more creative and try to play the ball into spaces where we can, you know, create more and, and make them defend, like, the, make their defending harder. Uh, but like you said, we went into halftime nil-nil and uh, after uh, Jotterdam scored, I-, I thought like, okay, nice, we got this goal and if we just keep on controlling it, we will score another one and don't let them into the game because I didn't think that they had anything in the first half. But that wasn't the case though. It's, it's, it, w- it would turn out to be, you know, a, a nerve-wrecking one way. But uh, yeah, nice to see Jota score a goal and pop, like I said, pop into those little areas where, where you need strikers to be. Yeah, I mentioned on the... Uh... On the pre- on the preview show about like uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Nico Williams does and he only pops up and, and scores a goal like four minutes after and it's yeah. um yeah deflection of course just like it doesn't matter it's, it's just kind of one of those seasons where anyone could put any type of block on that ball <laughs> in either the other corner posting in. Allison would have been wrong-footed. Um, it was just too obvious for it to ricochet off Bravo and then it go nicely into Allison's arms. That was that was obviously too easy for it to happen. But he but he gets the goal and it was funny. I don't know if you've seen like the little clip after the game where um, like the inside Anfield stuff, where which is which is always a good watch. Like you see the um, interactions like in the in, in the dressing room and uh, not a dressing room, but like in in the bits outside the dressing room and stuff. And he kind of Klopp goes over to him and says like uh, like kind of goes to punch him in the face like joking, and he says uh, oh your goal was deflected or something. And he was like and he was like oh it was on target so it's a goal like kind of laughing and stuff just having a joke. But um, yeah, he got. I mean, he obviously didn't celebrate, which because obviously he's came through the came through the ranks at Liverpool and uh, we got quite a lot from him. We got like seventeen million or eighteen million from him to, to be fair in the end. So we, we it kind of it's kind of helped us and he's he's doing well for them. But that was kind of like. After after finally getting the breakthrough, and then we we, we can see one within four minutes. You're like, it, it, what what Liverpool's now gonna show that rear, what, what what Liverpool's gonna rear their heads now is the Liverpool of this season mostly, where they just kind of go, oh fucking hell, it's happening again. Like <laughs> it's gonna be one of those one of those games, but it wasn't. We showed a little bit little bit of character straight, pretty much straight away, and another four minutes later, Jota gets the gets his um his second and his fourth and. In two games, and um, this one of another set of another set piece was a bit of a mad one at first because it looked like in real time it was like, oh, is he offside? But when you watch the replay, he's way onside. But the touch, the two touches before he left foot volleys it bottom corner was just absolutely, it was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it's a great goal. It's like you said, it's very. Um, you know, it's it, need, it needs to be very high skills to, you know, perform that kind of uh, uh, finish as well. In that moment, like you said, at first it looked like it was offside. It wasn't. And then he just took the touch and then I think on his knee and then, he, you know, uh, get it down in the corner. Um, so it's a very technical skill that he performs and it's a nice goal as well. You just felt like, yes, come on, 2-1, especially uh, just straight after they scored because like you mentioned now, Mick, I, I thought as well, like when they scored 1-1, I, I felt like, is this is this where we 
can turn it up a bit and still score and do like, I would say against Arsenal, obviously being 2-0 down and then be able to turn it around to 2-2. But is this a case now where we're, we're 1-0 up, we're playing at home and they go 1-1. Can we now turn it up to score another goal to make sure that we are in you know in control of this game and get the three points? Because that's what we need to show now. We can't just go 1-0 up, 1-1 and then go dead. We need to, you know, step up uh, at all Um in all positions and as collective as well, and which we did, and with that with that goal as well, uh, a nice little set piece, uh, a brilliant finish, and I, I thought from there, like now, now we got it again. Uh, you know, let's control it now and just make sure to get the winner. <laughs> but you know, at that at that point, then you Too felt easy. like just just another ten minutes or twelve minutes after or whatever they, they score again, and then you feel like time is running out because we can be effective like we've seen against Leeds and Man United and Bournemouth that we just score loads of goals but when it comes a bit of a pressure that's like oh now it's 2-2 and we only got like whatever 20 minutes left to make sure to get the win that's when the pressure sneaks in that's when you start to be a little bit nervous you can you can sense it on the pitch like you can sense it in the crowd um, and that's where we need to be better we managed to do it now but we need to make sure that we are better just like well we got plenty of time let's just control it don't get stressed and we got all the creativity and all the quality to score goals but we need to we need to get that nervous feeling out of our minds when we play those kind of games especially when they go 2-2 uh but obviously now we did it but i just want to have that old feeling of liverpool back when you still feel like no problem we're still gonna do it uh, i know it's yeah. uh you know easier said than done but that's where i want us to go towards with you know a bit of self-confidence and especially now uh winning games in this kind of way going forward too yeah i think it's uh i mean it was a game of set pieces weren't it really like they're throw-ins <laughs> which oh, absolutely... yeah, <laughs> it was just like a throwback to like Rory Delap, like just launching it in. Like a, a throw-in was more dangerous than a corner. So it was getting yeah. to the point where I was like, if it's going out, just well it out for a for a corner, mate. Because it's it's the throw-ins that are doing it. It's because of the angle and it, he's he got he's got a beast of a throw on him. And um Tewo and Kanate were having like a proper wrestling. That's the I think that's the most I mean evenly match like battle you'd ever see because Kanata usually just brushes people aside and whatever but that was a proper matchup for him like a proper yeah, it's um, a big fucking lad yeah uh, you know, I mean he used cool. to be on our book so I mean fair play yeah. to him like for and he was obviously going to be more fired up similar weight than Nico Williams against his against his former club but that was a proper battle and we just couldn't we just couldn't handle like the this the, the, the throw-ins I mean the, the second goal for them comes off a off a corner and um, I mean, people were on Twitter time. Twitter time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twitter was saying, <laughs> <laughs> saying uh, like, yeah, Henderson tells Nunes to move here and then they scored and whatever else. And whatever, like, it, the bottom line is it needs to be better. You can't leave someone in that space as as, good, as talented as Gibbs White is. He's a great player. You can't just leave him unmarked on the edge there to, to volley at bottom corner. And when you watch the replay back, that we mentioned the first one was a deflection, and it's just hilarious. The second one's two deflections. I think it comes off Canate's yeah. inside of his yeah. thigh. Then it hits Trent on the left foot. And it, it could go literally anywhere, but no, it decides to go <laughs> in the bottom corner. Nicely parceled, yeah. nice, nicely wrapped. Go, there you go, mate. Have that. And yeah, like you said, it's you're looking at the you're looking at the clock then, you're thinking. 20 minutes left 25 minutes left have we got the um the capability or the, the mental strength just to keep going well well it's going to be a basketball let's just accept it's going to be a basketball game 
we just need to go down the other end now and, and score. And it only took three minutes to to do that, which I think, considering like the way our season's gone, it's quite nice that we're at least just going work well. It doesn't matter. Like let's just go and score another goal. And it was you're waiting for Mo Salah to get to get a goal, and he um, he finally did it. I mean another another set piece, and it was as he went level with Robbie Fowler in all competitions, like all time, all competitions. 183rd Liverpool goal. Um, I mean, we we I think every week we mention how Salah goal scoring exploits and whatever else, but it was just another another to add to Mo Salah's bow of armory, like just how many types of goals he scored. That was just like a poacher goal off the post, and 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 we're in front again, and it was just nice to. I mean, it was. In a in a in a weird way, it's like would have liked it to be a little bit later, so when there's not much pressure on us to hold out for twenty minutes, because you know Liverpool haven't really got that capability, yeah. especially in that game. Um, but yeah, Mo Salah on the score sheet once again, as usual. Yeah, and I, you know, it's a it's a what do you call it, like non typical Salah goal. It's not what you normally see him score those kind of goals, but he, you know, he does great to keep holding holding off his defender and get you know first touch on the ball, and he goes into the corner as well. Uh, which is which is great, even if it's you know if he, if 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 he um you know if if he what do you call it like if that's his thoughts to put the ball there or if that's just luck I don't care you know it's just that for him to get to the ball first and get a touch on it and you know it goes down in the corner which is great and he scores and you know he keeps on scoring goals um, and this season you know can turn out to be really good as well I I, I can't remember what is it on now twenty how many goals. That's that's man, that's man. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've got that one to me, to me, uh, me, but just give me, just give me one second, and I'll get it for you. Uh, yeah. So all competitions is on twenty seven, yeah, twenty seven goals, eleven assists. Exactly, um, and he, you know, he, he, I wouldn't say easily, but he can, you know. Uh, finished his season going over thirty goals. Um, yeah, you know, and that'll, be, uh, that'll be the third time in a row. So like. Two seasons ago, he got thirty-one. The season after, he got thirty-one. So he's only he's only four goals off hitting thirty-one for three consecutive seasons, which is exactly. just mind blowing. And especially in a season where Liverpool hasn't been that great, uh, yeah. we've, we, there's there's a few where we scored loads of goals, and he's been involved, obviously, in them. But you know, if we look at the whole, you know, the whole perspective of this season, we haven't been that, you know, um, have had that killer instinct in in the majority of the games. But it's, he's still. On those numbers is unbelievable. You know, he's a great player. But yeah, he scored, and like you said, we, they still got time to come back, and we've seen it in this game so much. So you know, uh, you, you don't sit down and feel like, oh, nice, it's done now. You know, you feel like, oh shit, they're gonna have all their fucking throw-ins and corners and shit to <laughs> to try to score as well. And there were a few uh, moments where you just felt like, oh, you know, that, that was close. Uh, and especially, you know, when defending those throw-ins, like you said as well, Konata problems but at the same time you, you got like two big center backs in Virgil van Dijk and Konate and if Konate is struggling I, I needed and I wanted more physicality from van Dijk and Fabinho as well on those set pieces because yeah. if there's one of them struggling because he's marking uh, you know their, uh, I can't pronounce his, uh, his I just call him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because he marks him uh, because they need, you know, our, our biggest lad on their biggest lad, you know, to make sure that he doesn't get to the ball. But, you know, because he's fighting that good, it makes it hard for Kanata to maybe, you know, get ahead on the ball, get it cleared out of the way. 
But, you know, if it bounces down into the penalty area when they are fighting, you know, someone else needs to be there quick, quick, and, you know, show that they are there to get the ball, get rid of the ball straight away. And I felt that we didn't do that. So it's 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 easy to, you know, say, oh, can I struggle because of this and that? But at the same time, yeah, but what's what's your, what's your backup? What's, where's your help? Like, I felt that they didn't really help him enough, to be honest, because you can see that he struggled. But then I want the others to say, okay, we probably need to step up a bit here for his sake, you know, to help him out yeah. because he will fight him and that would be hard. So we need to make sure that we get the second ball or even goes gets into the space before them to, you know, and to try to get the ball. Uh, so I think we need to be better there when defending, you know, going forward that we, if there's any one of them struggling because they're marking, you know, someone that is tough to meet, uh, you know, we need the help from, you know, midfield players and uh, the other centre-back, you know, because they are the, you know, biggest lads on the pitch. Uh, but I thought, you know, we we dealt with it. And in the end of the day, we got away with uh, the three points, which was the most important. But it's, well, it's just one of them where you, you just go to Leeds and win 6-1. And you just feel like, yeah, come on. And then you play at home against Forest. Obviously, they will fight loads because they're, uh, in the relegation battle. Uh, but at the same time, we should not give away those chances and those goals. And obviously with the deflections, they were lucky because you said it could it could have a deflection. It can go wide and go you know over the bar and all that kind of stuff. But it was one of them games where just uh, the ball decided to go into the net instead. So they had a little bit of luck, but at the same time, we need to be more clinical in our defensive. Um, uh, yeah. You know, when we play those games, especially especially at home as well. Like when we're away, there's a different tactics. But when we're home, we need to be more you know controlling the games going forward. Especially now when we have three home games in a row after West Ham, uh, they're gonna be big for us when it comes to you know what kind of po- uh, points we will end up uh, come into the season. Yeah, I mean, the club mentioned in the press conference today that they like this. The, the defending from set pieces wasn't anywhere near good enough. I think it was a bit of, I don't know, maybe it was a bit of a surprise for everyone that they were like, just get the, the big fella on the throw-ins, launch it in. We, dead weird angles, weird trajectories. You could see it's hard to, it's hard to defend them. And especially when, like I said, your, your main source of um, being able to defend them is having like a, maybe getting too heat like muddled in with like the physical battle rather than just trying to be clever and, and headed it away and stuff but it was the it was the second balls off them that was kind of hurt us a little bit and like you said they i suppose they made their own luck with the deflections and that but they did create quite a few chances which is something that we need to change going forward and i think weirdly this that game might have gave us like a good like a good dress rehearsal or practice for the west ham game because the, that game was all about set pieces. I'm pretty sure the West Ham game, they're going to be relying on set pieces and like they have in the past against us to, to cause damage against us on set pieces. So that will be a right, get that shit show out the system. Next game needs to be pretty much spot on if we want to win that game because West Ham is going to be a much tough, tougher opposition. But like in terms of like you mentioned other chances, like Brennan Johnson, it's the, I think it's the bar towards the end. So if that goes in, it's 3-3. Then you're relying on Liverpool to go forward again and get another goal and you're like, oh, I don't know. It's not good for the um, it's not good for the old heart, like <laughs> watching Liverpool play games like that. Um but yeah, like we said, it it, it that brings us on to, to West Ham in a in a in a weird way, like set piece wise, uh, which is tomorrow. But let's talk about let's talk about that a little bit, because um it's gonna be I mean, we keep mentioning like top four and whatever, and it's like it's it's a it's a it's a distant, it's a distant dream at the minute. Like when you, because we were hoping, I think I think if Spurs would have beat Newcastle, we would have 
had like a the chances would have increased slightly one or one two three percent whatever. The fact that Newcastle absolutely battered uh, Spurs makes it difficult because it pushed them onto fifty nine, fifty nine points, and United are already on fifty nine points. We're on fifty, but we've played a game more than United. So even if we win tomorrow, we're still six points off with two games, and that they'll have two games in hand. So um, it's gonna be. It's going to be another another battle, like you said. The away forms, the away forms, not been anywhere near good enough. But we we had a good display against Leeds last time out. We built on it in a weird way against Forest. We built on it. We got we got the win. We just need to, in a similar way, like trying to build it up to get as high as we can in the table, and like maybe go to the last game of the season, see what happens. If we can put ourselves in a good position, I think it's similar with the away form as well. It's sort of not. I think we sit like tenth in the in the table for for just based off away form, which is pretty horrific for a team of Liverpool's quality. But I think it's going to be another another massive battle against a lot of the big lads who who love throwing balls into the box. I think it's going to be another absolute. I mean, he mentioned we were talking about Canate as well. He mentioned Canate might not play as well. He said he's he's maybe touch and go, but he's positive about that he might play, but that doesn't mean anything. That's kind of what he said. So it's like, if we haven't got Canate as well, I feel like it's going to be, well, it makes it much more difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, we we, we know that he's got, you know, quality and he's uh, he's a big centre-back that we need and, you know, got loads of speed as well. So especially with Trent playing his new, you know, hybrid role coming up from right mid, uh, uh, sorry, right back to, to central mid to try to find the more creativity in his in his game. We need that kind of, you know, player as Canard is to make sure to cover uh, that uh, right-hand side when the opposition is... Going forward, which he has done great. So he's, if he's not playing, it might be a little bit of a different story in terms of tactics. We'll see. Um, but uh, like you said, West Ham, they, you know, the thing is they've been struggling this season. Um, they're probably out of the relegation battle now. Uh, and obviously they want to get more points to make sure that they are secure. But I think they are, even though if we would go and win there, I think they are fine. But they got, they got you know, good players. Uh, it's not like they are, because they are down there. It doesn't mean like, oh, they, they're quite bad. They got, you know, a few quality players like in midfield with Declan Rice and what is his name? Shoshik or whatever. I can't, I don't know. But um, Oh, Suchek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they've got a few good players and obviously in going forward as well. So where they are on the table doesn't really, in my point of view, reflect what they got on paper when, you know, they go out. They actually should be more maybe mid-table, in my opinion, uh, you know, with the quality they got. But, uh, you know, it's it's football, so you need to, you know, you can you can look at many ga- uh, teams that, you know, struggle even though if they are good. Um, but, you know, it, it will be tough because, like I said, they got, all the physical players, like the big lads, they also got like the quick players, the technical players. Um, so, you know, we we have gone there to actually, you know, beat them a couple of times before. Uh, had quite an easy game, to be honest. But I feel like this game tomorrow can be, you know, it could either be one of them where it's just going to be really, really difficult, and we just don't know if we're going to get a win. You know, if it's going to be a tight, tough game. But it could also be one where we go and I wouldn't say do a lead because that's a little bit too much, but we, we can actually go and, and we do play well. We score a couple of goals and it's, in the end, when we look back, just like that wasn't that was an easy one because we sometimes against a, f- a few teams, we just seems to have a little bit of an easy, you know, uh, in, internal match against them. Like every time we play them, we, we just come away with the points. But so, you know, I'm confident that we could go and do a great game but it's more of a 
um, a question of how will we approach it? What what kind of uh, you know tactical uh, tactics will it be, and what kind of speed and rhythm will we have? Because against Leeds, I thought we were quite on them all the time, even if they were more defensive. Uh, I felt like we didn't give them any time. We were on them with the pressure. You know, they they didn't have the time to do much with the ball. Um, and I think we need to do that against Western away, even if uh, as well, because even if it's an away game. In my opinion, if we just, you know, speed up that kind of, you know, put pressure on the ball holder and make sure they don't can't, you know, don't turn, have the chance to put the passes into spaces, that's when we are the best. That's where we can go and win the game. Not easy, but with a, with a much more, you know, um, with with loads more chance to do it. So it, it all comes down to do we turn up and put that energy into the game? Uh, if not, then it will be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, and I think just like what we mentioned about like moving the ball and stuff and being like, I don't know, like slower in the last couple of games, even though we've been getting the wins, it's been it's been too slow. And we've mentioned like the team's been on change for three. We've mentioned in the last three shows, will we change it? Will this be the game? Will this be the game? Will this be I think this will be the game where we do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it'll I, I, personally I would like us to go I would like us to change Jones and Henderson. And bring Harvey Elliott back, and who hasn't played much recently, and bring Thiago in because, um, I mean, there's I think Hendo's been a little bit better recently, but I, I do feel like in terms of us going forward and like trying different stuff, like putting Trent in that newer position and whatever. If Canate's fit, I think we go. I'd hope us for us to go for Harvey Elliott because I think he can give us a little bit more in terms of incisive passes, passes and. Energy. Um, I think his performance when he played, we played against Man United was absolutely amazing in terms of his energy up and down the pitch, getting stuck in, creating stuff, um, being a pain in their ass every all game. I think he can provide that more often, but he's obviously had a bit of time out out the team. But I think if he comes in for Hendo, Thiago in for Jones, I think maybe keep the forward three as it is for now because Jota. I think it'd be unfair to. Um, I think it maybe Firmino was fit. You could put Firmino in for Gakpo, but I think Gakpo, Salah, and Jota after scoring four in his last two, I think he deserves to play. And I think those, as long as Canati is fit, like I said, I think they're. I think they're the only two that I would make. And then you've obviously got again, you've got, you've then got Diaz and and um, Diaz and Nunes to come on off the bench as well. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think this game also will be, you know, a few changes like that. Like you mentioned, I don't I don't see that we should change the front line, especially not with Jota, you know, scoring goals, being in form, you know, he deserves to play. And if you have someone just in that zone, just play him because, you know, he can score a goal from from whatever, really. You know, this is just a chance he pops up and it's a goal. So, that you know, starting him, um, I would prefer, obviously. Uh, then uh, with Gakpo... Um, you know, I, I want to see, like I mentioned this, this in the last show as well, I want to see Darwin starts going forward because, you know, I want him to play also central because we saw in the start of the season, you know, he can score goals because he runs into these spaces as well and he, he scored all kind of goals. Headers, you know, fucking, you know, back heels and, you know, he, just, he smashes them in, he touches them in, he's he's just, you know, uh, put a little curve on them, you know, so that if he just curves them around the goalkeeper. So he can score all kind of goals and I want want him to be that striker for us because I really, really do like him. But at the same time, when the front three now with Jota, Gakpo and Salah are playing well, scoring goals together, you know, and, and kind of, you know, um, 
connect together with the midfield as well. So them three with the midfield and all that. There's no there's no point to change it that too much, especially when it works for them. So that's more um, you know, bad luck if you like for Darwin, because if they play good together and they score goals, there's no point to change it up too much. That's better to have him as an option on the bench, like you said, and with Diaz as well. Uh so I understand if that's the decision, uh, that's fine. But I, I, I can't wait for Darwin to play, you know, from yeah. start and going forward because I think, you know, I think he's meant, I, I read a tweet somewhere where he might have said, I don't know if it's true because I haven't heard myself or read it from, a, you know, a, a, from a source that is, you know, that reliable, I would say. But I just saw it, you know, going past by tw- on Twitter saying something about him, him saying that he's doing, a bit like Suarez, you know, his first season, he's doing good, he's doing all right, you know, learning all the things. But he yeah. said, you know, the next one, he just, you know, uh, flourished and, you know, scored loads of goals and was great. And I, he wanted to do something similar. Uh, and I think that could happen because some some players do need like a season, uh, you know, to just adjust to the Premier League and the life in general. And he has scored quite a many goals anyway already. So if he get, you know, a proper... Preseason again, he feels more home and form, feels more secure, and then obviously he gets the trust from Klopp to play. Uh, I think he will score kind of loads of goals for for Liverpool next season, especially if we can find you know new midfielders, more creativity, a uh, bigger squad, you know, and everyone hopefully back in form. Then I think it will be lethal. So. You know, now, now that was my rant about that, but uh, you know, hope, hopefully, he plays uh, from start going forward. But at the time, I don't mind playing the front three that we have used in the recent games. I think, I think he, I mean, he could because I think if I'm just thinking about like Elliot and if he picks up those like right midfields, drifting in center positions, he could maybe do a little bit of what Gakpo's doing, and then you could play a, a Nunes and you can you can stretch West West Ham by. Having the having the pace of um, Salah Nunes and Jota in behind, oh, you, you, yeah, you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave too much space, do you? To be fair, because they're, they're gonna they're gonna exploit it. But I mean, I saw, yeah, just people saying about like um, Nunes maybe not being happy and like saw one tweet saying, "Would you take? Do you reckon he might sell on this summer?" And I was just like. In a bit, mate. Bye bye. So another one saying like, "Oh, Nunes isn't <laughs> Nunes isn't going to be happy with this," and it's like, like Klopp mentioned and spoke about this about he needs to have patience. Of course he does. He's not going to be happy when he's not selected. Of course he is. He doesn't even speak English yet. He knows like, "Come on, mate," and like, "All right," and like all the basic, very basic. Everything Klopp says has to be translated via. And on Linda's Tiago, whoever else is doing it. So it's always it's not the same as like being in a dressing room and you're getting the like information directly from the manager and you'd understand it and you can then speak to them directly and tell them what they need to, they need to be doing here, here, and here. But the fact that he's still scoring goals and and performing the way he has, he won't be happy that he's not playing games. But he'll be happy with Pillar winning games and he's coming on and, and having an impact and knowing full well. Like I, th- I think Paul Ghost put a wrote an article about like he's he's scored more in his like his his first season than like Mane and um like Firmino and and I think Suarez as well. I think like yeah yeah he's, he's got st- yeah, I think st- storage. I think some some good some big some big names that have scored loads to Liverpool and yep. yeah it's like one of them like it, it's a, it's an adju- the first season you you need to be like literally the one percent cream at the top to be like amazing like straight away and play every game the likes of suarez torres whatever who coming in like be amazing and just kind of lift off kind of 
pretty much straight away. So it's gonna, it's took him a little bit more time, but the numbers that he's still putting in are, pre- are pretty good. And I, I'm like you, I, I do want to see him start games. And if he does start this one, I think, I think, it, I think it might surprise a few people just because we've been so consistent with the lineup recently. But I think he, he could, he could be a, he could, he could sneak into the start eleven if I think for this one as well. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, I think, you know, when people say, you know, he won't be happy, do you think that we will sell him in the summer or we get take this money or that money? You know, he's he's bought for the future. We spent loads of money on him and, you know, they see loads of talents in him and, and, and that he can play in different positions as well. That's the thing. He comes in and play to the left-hand side and play wide. He's still scoring goals for that position. Uh, and he played central and showed that he can do that as well. So, you know, he got, he got loads of things that we will, you know, use in a really good way. You know, in in for Liverpool going forward as well. Um, so there's no chance that we're going to sell him because you know he's he's too much of an aspect. You know, think that, you know, oh, he, and especially also when they say he won't be happy, no player, you know, is happy not playing be because happy. that's that's their job. That's what they want to do. That's what they love to do. You know, no one is happy to be on the bench if they're not like maybe to do that going to Real Madrid after having a you know a career at Liverpool winning the Champions League being the hero and then be like oh, I want to be in the sun earning some good money and I know I'm not going to play because Ike Casillas is in front of me but I'm just going to live happy days in Spain for a time you know that sometimes that happens you know and they might just see it as you know I earn good money and I will live the happy life but that's when they come up to an age you know Darwin is young he got you need patience it's like you said as well Klopp's mentioned he doesn't speak English make it a little bit harder and he tries to learn he'll probably learn more you know come uh, summer and next season and all that kind of stuff but you know we don't we don't need to stress you know it, it, i think you know since since the likes of suarez and storage as well you know the numbers they put in for liverpool and then you had salah coming in and you have had the other strikers during the years you know scored loads of goals then you have Haaland now scoring loads of goals you know they they, they, have, they have set numbers that is you know out of reach for i wouldn't say everyone but you can't expect all players to come up to those numbers because yeah. you, you're on the elite, like you're on the highest level if you score yeah. them goals. And we, we knew Haaland was going to, you know, score loads of goals in Man City. Fucking hell, even I would score a couple of goals, you know, goals, <laughs> you know, if you, if you play there. But that's the thing as well. Sometimes you just need to be patient, take it easy. And I think, you know, everything will be fine. And even though if he scores just, I wouldn't say just only, but if it's 20, 25 goals a season, that would be incredible goals for Liverpool, especially when you have like Salah scoring like 30, 35. Exactly. You have maybe Diaz hopefully putting in like 10, 15. That, you know, Jota now scoring, you know, four in two. Maybe he scores a, a couple more, uh, you know, when he's fit. You know, the thing is, you, you want it to be more spread out and not just have to rely on Salah. But if they can put in those numbers between 15 and 20, 25 goals a season from those offensive players, that would be amazing for us. Yeah, and it's better anyway. It's more. It's more. Um, it, it's what Liverpool need to do. We can't. We can't put our all our eggs in one basket and go and buy a, a robot and get and get him to score loads and pray that he stays fit because the drop off in quality wouldn't. Um, we'd have to spend all that money. We wouldn't then have enough money to buy a an, a good backup. So the way City have yeah. got like Alvarez and whatever else, he can come in and do a job. Um, our our workload needs to be spread, so it's good to have players you can come in and Salah just putting in thirty goals a season. And you've got Darwin maybe doing twenty Jota similar Diaz like yeah, said, then, fifteen. Yeah, and then you look at like Richardson who plays you know Tottenham. He's fucking scored nothing, and he costs fucking loads of money as well, being shit. And that's the thing. 
because he, he, he got he got quality though. It's just that you know at the moment it doesn't work for him. Maybe in the wrong environment. You know, obviously in a club that doesn't go well. You know, they sack the manager. You know, things can you know uh, affect you uh, depending on where you are and what happens in the club at the moment. But the thing is. People still put like Darwin Nunes because of his what what it did cost for us and what the expectation was from you know the start of the season due to his goal range at Benfica. You know they like, put in 30, 34 goals or something last season. Um, but the thing is, uh, you know I think when you look at that, you can't consider him being a flop because you know like we we put it, we we put it down to maybe you know with the time that he's been on the pitch in the last show now when he came on you know maybe let's say he's played like 25 games or something like that when it comes to game time on the pitch coming in from the bench and starting and he still scored 15 you know that would be something you look at and be like yeah that's good numbers you know and if he scores yeah. a couple of more you know before the end of season he comes towards um 20 or even past 20 that is great for first season player. You know, that's not a flop at all. That's more of a fucking success because you have had so many players coming in, you know, in the in the history of, of recent history, you know, come to Liverpool, even though when we were good, when you think like, oh, they, did, they didn't score any fucking goals. You had, you know, players scoring two, three, four, five, and you thought like, well, they still put in some goals. But if you could put in 15, 20 in your first season, that's a success, not a flop. But that's just because people compare with Haaland and Salas and stuff. But you have to stop thinking like that. I have a wider perspective on it. I think first season, young lad showing loads of quality, scoring 15, 20 goals, not bad. Yeah, exactly. I think that I think that's what most people think. But I just feel like generally people always compare, don't they? Like with Haaland yeah. and then like you've got like Messi and Ronaldo just taking goal scoring to different levels over the past like 15 years, which is like just kind of skewed everything. Yeah. Um but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it does that because that'll be interesting to see how West Ham um, deal with them. But just, just lastly from the press conference, I was quite it's quite interesting to hear Klopp speak about uh, Connor Bradley uh, on loan at Bolton because, like we mentioned with uh, Trent's new role, um, is he gonna kind of stick in that position but move inside during games, or are we gonna put him in a midfield position and put a right back in? I think that's gonna be interesting to see how we do it. But Klopp. Klopp said on Bradley, uh, he said we know what we we knew what we had when we, when he was here, but it's good for the club for him to go out and get minutes on loan. We're going to bring him back in the preseason and then decide together how to move forward. So, I mean, he's he's not twenty till I think it's July, so he's still still a young kid. But in terms of like one of the contenders for player of the season um, at Bolton, he's he's been playing for the, for his country. He's got twelve caps for Northern Ireland, so he's he's got. He's gaining a lot of experience at quite a young age, and he's obviously a very talented player. I think even like Bits had saw him in the in the youth team for Liverpool. I always thought he's one to to look out for, and I think it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, which way we go with with, with someone like that. I, th- I, th- I suppose it just depends how how he comes back and what type of level he's elevated himself to in terms of can he do it in the Premier League? Can he do it in the Champions League and whatever else? Can he do it on the massive stages? Um, because, like I said, he's got the he's got a lot of quality. It's just about maybe developing him and see how we can elevate him to a to like a new level in the way that we did with Trent as well. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, can he do it on a rainy and windy night in Stoke? That was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was waiting for that. But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that's the thing, which is interesting that we got you know a talented player out on loan doing a really good job at Bolton. You know, uh, uh, quite many assists. You know, playing all games. Um, 
making him making a name on his of, uh, you know for himself even though it's not the highest level he still you know develops he get the minutes like you said as well and what Klopp said and I think you know for him to come back to prove himself and show what he got you know from off from this season and you know the steps that he've hopefully have taken and that they can think that okay he might not play every game obviously for Liverpool but in games where we feel that we need someone that can be a right back with the assets of Trent you know that could can run uh, run up and down that uh, right hand side and provide assist as well that can you know obviously uh, free Trent to go and play in midfield in some games especially at home if you like you know yeah let's put him in midfield in that role and we got another right back that actually come in, can can come in and do a job and could be really good for us but not maybe in every game obviously going away to you know the difficult games uh, you know away games where we probably might just go back to uh, what we what we know more and you know we, we know the quality of Trent even if you know we talk about defending offensive uh, qualities but we know that you know he's experienced he's proven and all that kind of stuff but why not have some one that can come in and develop in some games and play some games and show what it's all about. And we can use Trent in a midfield role, which might, you know, um, make him develop as well. So I like the way that they know that we got this, so we got that and we can try this. Uh, that's something positive for us. But if, yeah. if, if, if at the end of the day, if it comes down to him not being good enough for Premier League levels and we sell him and we get kind of good money for him, you know, it's it's sad in one way because we like the youngsters from Liverpool to succeed. But you know, if we if we if we can't get them to have play time when they start to get into the twenties, like especially it's the same with Neko Williams. I think it's the most clever business to just move them on for say you know fifteen twenty million uh, pounds if you can, and then go for something else or whatever. But you know, hopefully he can show himself and we get an option that can help out for Trent to go midfield. And then we can try that system uh, or that tactic with Trent a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, <laughs> with, with the season kind of coming to a close, I think everyone's eyes are kind of on the summer because we all, we've all said like it's going to be a, a big one. But I think, I mean, there could be a few surprises like Bradley comes in and and, and, and does really well. Hopefully he does because it's, it's always nice to see, like you, like you said, the young lads coming through. The academy and stuff, and, and and getting a chance and and, and prospering like like Trent has done in, in those positions. So gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, we shall leave it there. Um, up the Reds. Let's hope we can we can score build predictions. Score, oh, score predictions. predictions. <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I was I was nearly right last game. Uh, I said three one. I was only I was only a goal off. Yeah. Uh, what did you, you said? What did you say? Three nil. Yeah, I was a little bit too optimistic, but I think I, what we should do from next next season, I think we should do like a um, like a scoreboard where like how close you get, you get like a point and whatever, and then we can just keep a tally of it, and then like I don't know, the loser gets to ask to shave their head or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. We'll see. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that, like, yeah, thirty eight thirty eight games long, like that. Take, I'm sure there'll be lots of up and downs, but um, yeah, go on then. What what are you what are you thinking for this one? Uh, I'm still going to go with a Liverpool win because I just want it that much. So I'm going to say 2-1 and it's going to be a, to Liverpool and it's going to be obviously a difficult one, but 2-1 and uh, it's going to be a nervous uh, bite, we'll call it like nail-biting game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll go for 2-1. I think it's... I'm never confident with Liverpool keeping clean sheets, especially when the ball is just like dying to go in the back of our net. No matter yeah. what we do, it's just desperate. Um, and I just feel like set plays and stuff that they're, they're always they're always a danger. So I think if we can nick it, if we can nick it two one and kind of improve another three points on the board, improve the away form. 
would be would be a lovely a lovely Wednesday night. It it would be amazing to win this game away against West Ham and then go into three home games. That would be you know because exactly. You, I don't. I, I still think you know Champions League is out of the way, but it's just nice to come as high up in the table as we can after this season. If we can get the three points tomorrow away against West Ham and then go into three home games where I wouldn't say I'm, I'm I feel secure that we're going to win, but we're going to have a good chance of knowing that now we've got three home games. Let's go out and smash it and get those, you know, nine points. That would be amazing. And obviously with the plus three points from West Ham, then I would be so happy with that. Yeah, I, I feel like before the, I was quite confident on the home games, but then the Forest game happened and I'm like, is that just like Liverpool being weird again, or is it just Liverpool being crumbling under like pressure of like yeah. set, a set piece team? Yeah. Who knows? I think, I think when we play against football sides like likes of Brentford and the likes of Spurs, who will like it's not set pieces that they're after; they're after counter attack and quick football. Yeah. And and you know that now when Spurs was battered by Newcastle, you know that they're gonna turn up and be prime Barcelona when they play yep. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little, little Javi and the um, messy triangles round us and scoring goals. Yeah, add fucking Ronaldinho into that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we've we've both predicted the Liverpool win. So let's hope the Reds can do it. Like I said, improve the away form, improve the position in the in the table. There's teams around us with games around and stuff. So we need to make sure that we're winning these. Just to, like I said top fours probably less than one percent but just keep just keep getting the wins and and we'll see where we end up at the end of the season um but yeah nice one as always everyone for listening we appreciate it as always nice one to christian once again for jumping on and we'll uh, we'll see you all very soon nice one sports social podcast network